This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Okay, um, I guess, Baruch uh, everybody. Um, we're holding over here in Chelek Sheni Perek Lamites, and he's speaking about Nevoah, different aspects of Nevoah, and this is we're speaking about the different um tchunis, the different uh, aptitudes that are needed to being a navi and now he's going to speak about the yichud of mesh abenas nevoa perakamtes vacha shele barnam husa nevoa by danamitasa if i've explained what nevoa is and so on will be arnosh nevoa mesh abenas nevdalas nevoa salasa and I've given the nafkeminis between Moshe Abbeinu's nevoah and other nevoahs. So until now, he's given the difference in the person. In other words, like the, like he does the mishnah, how it affects the navi himself. Noima shall asogei levado nischayva kriyala teira. The um, the 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 place which um, the nekuda that's mechayev a person. Taira to listen to to Taira or to come to Taira is this um, is is Moshe Rabbeinu's nevuah. In other words, until Moshe Rabbeinu, nevuah was an insight. It wasn't um, a tzivui. Moshe Rabbeinu is the first one that nevuah became a kriya Taira. Bezeh shezoi sakriya shekar Moshe Rabbeinu lano. There was nothing similar to it in any of the previous Nevi'im. And there was no Kriya like that through any other Navi. Now, um, he'll explain, he'll show, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll show that the Nevi'im that came before Meshavenu never used a Tzivui um, to people, the Nevi'im after Moshe Rabbeinu certainly did, and so on and so forth, but they were all simply reinforcing the Etzim Tzivu that had been given before. There was no new Tzivuim, so basically it was just a reaffirmation. But there was never a Tzivu or a Kriya to do something by anyone but Moshe Rabbeinu. So there's the distinction between Moshe Rabbeinu's nevuah and any other nevuah. There's a there's a difference in the quality of the navi and the nevuah that he's getting, but also in what the content of the nevuah is. The, until Moshe Rabbeinu, nevuah was personal experience of some sort. Um, after Moshe Rabbeinu, it includes. Um, uh, uh, reinforcement to what's right, but tzivuyim, specific tzivuyim, you shall do this or shall do that, was not ever given, will not ever be given. That's Moshe Abbeinu is nivdal. V'chein yasei tarasenu shaloye bilto la'olam. And that's a yasei tarasenu, that there it will not be any Torah other than this Torah ever. Moshe Abbeinu's Torah that's why a Navi can't upset it, and so on. 
And that's why we believe there was no other Torah and there will not be another Torah. Um, all the people that came before my Shabbenu and one of them, none of them told people, there never was a format where they Avram would turn around to people and say, Rabbi Yisai, who told me you have to do this, this, and this. Or he wanted not to do this. And it, it's not written, we have no record of it in the Torah, and we have no real Nevoa like that. In other words, the Ramam says, I don't have a Mephurish or Mokar that you can't. There's no place where it says Mephurish, but there is no record of such Nevoa. And even somebody who had a tremendous amount of Nebuah like Avram, he gathered people. Yes, he, he gathered people as Makar of them and told them, you should do what I told you, you know, what I could, uh, what's right to do. But it's not, he's, he didn't come as a directly have to be mitzavah to them. But he came to enlighten them. He said, I found the truth. This is the truth. This is what Akadosh Baruch told me. This is what, what's Emes. And therefore, you ought to listen. So, so the Edsim truth that he knew that there's only one God and that all these tzuras are false and there's no point to be over them and all of that 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 he knew and that was fine um, so so there was a lot of uh, the, the Rambam is Meirich um, in 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 the Hosavod Zara that Avraham Avinu did a lot of Kirov but but it was it was his own Kirov because he knew the truth and so on and so forth, he went and told them it makes sense to do that. So even Akash told him, you shall mal yourself and your children, may your body mal but he did not call people to, he did not, he, 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 he didn't, there was no rallying cry to do these mitzvahs. The mitzvahs was specific and therefore um, it was only to the person that was nitzavim. Whatever Seichel said makes sense who not to worship, what not to do, that that was um you know that's for everyone but but it's direct sivuyim that was only uh for, for my shabbat the isa das to, to uh, 
the Eitz Hadas to Chava, wasn't that through Adam Rishon? So that was Adam Rishon direct Sivui, but it wasn't, well, I guess Chava counts as Ishta Kegufo, or maybe Akarish Baruch, who was Mitzavah directly also. Um, I, I, Akarish Baruch told him, so Akarish Baruch told both of him, it says in the Pasik. So, so he was Mitzavah. Let's, I have a Chumash here, we can look it up. Even before Chava was, Chava was never. But the question is, one second, let's see what the Lashon Pasuk is. Um, well, um, I guess when she told the Nachash, um, when she told the Nachash that that's what Hashem told us, I guess she she could have meant through Adam. Um, uh, interesting point. Uh, I mean, either either else they could go for, or, or maybe there was a tzibur, but it's, there's certainly no no mention of it that he told her Hashem said we should do this and this. Um, okay, so he says for aloytira loshna Torah boy kiedatif. You see that the Torah makes a point of saying kiedatif. It sound um, so. I guess in other words, it, it was a personal legacy that I left over with his children. Avram told them, "Listen, this is what the right thing to do is." He didn't tell them that Hashem said. Um, I'm not sure where he gets the other ones, Kos and Amram, um, Yitzchok and Yaakov, the Rambam says, also that they were teaching people and so on and so forth. Levi was teaching people in Kalei Kahos and Amram, I, I have no idea. I, I mean, I assume they continue the legacy and so on, but but is there any Mephorish or Pasuk? The Rambam usually... Is, is is says things that says before I'm not sure where he's coming from. Those are all phrases used. So it was all their own statements, never a speech from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Um, I, I, now the question is, he doesn't say um, why is it that it started with Moshe. In other words, the things he spoke about before, the difference between Moshe and other Nevi'im, that makes sense. Therefore, Moshe's Nevo was different. But in this point, as regards this point, what's the what's the knach over here? He says um, it, it, that the only Navi that there are direct Sivuyim, does he mean just to eliminate the idea that other Nevi'im could say things? It, then he should bring a Pasik for it. Um, and there are Psukim. But here he's just exp- showing something unique about his Nevoa that that it's only um Moshe that had such a of 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 um is, is it something is it a property of Moshe Beno? 
other than just that his nevu is higher, better, bigger, whatever you want to call it. So it could be that the pshad is a tzivui needs something that's direct. Um, so Lamasha, even even if I tell somebody it would be very nice if I could have this or that. So it falls short of being a tzivui. A, a tzivui requires the presence of service. So even if I know the person would like me to do it, but if his language is not direct, then it's not a tzivui. So these other neviim, since it's it's since it's never Hashem talking through them to me, but rather the navi telling me about something Hashem said, that's lacking in tzivui. Tzivui needs to be as direct as possible, and that's the property of Moshe Rabbeinu's nevuah. So any other navi is secondhand beetzim, and some of that secondhand is not quite called a tzivui. Maybe that's a possibility because the Ramam is really putting a lot of effort into it, and he, and he's and he's really really kind. Of, this is a very important point of his, and yet it's not of the major points. It's not in the pasuk where Kachbaru tells and Miriam the difference between his nevuah and their nevuah. It's a it, it's a, it's a point that he's showing. So I guess it has to do something with the inequality of nevuah. Maybe like we said. But isn't this also different in the sense that all the other distinctions are permanent distinctions? But here, after my Benu, the Neviim seem to have a no. Similar... But he, he will he'll say over here um, that after Moshe Benu, a Navi can only reinforce. He, he can he can say, Hashem, you guys are are not doing what you're supposed to do." But the the tzivui on a specific act that this is the right thing to do. That's only Moshe um, Rabbeinu. So, so the other Nevi'im are simply reinforcing Moshe Rabbeinu's divorce. That's the that's he makes the point soon. I think. Kain Haya, Ha'inya Kain Moshe Rabbeinu. Avo Moshe Kreidata Mashenem LeMashama Omayma Omloi Ha'yoyim Azereinu Ki Dabalekim. Omnom Kol Novi Mimenu Ach Moshe Rabbeinu Kreidata Divinyanem Kulam. So yes, the other Nevi'im are chock full of, you know, a lot of exhortations, but they're all reinforcing. They're, they're basically warning, threatening, encouraging, and, and so on. We have to believe this will always be. So um, the idea that Torah will never change is part of halacha, and he's here he finds it in Leib Shemaimi that there never can come any more Torah in Shemaim. Olam means that this is the Torah forever. Now, um, the Pashta, a, a very, very pragmatic reason why this is so, is because if you could have nevuas um, overturning stuff, then there's no end to it. That's where Christianity came in. That's where Islam came in. That's where the Mormons came in. Everybody, a, a lot, a lot of the, the of, of the religions said, "Yeah, 
it, it was all true, but there's been uh, uh, new instructions. If if you don't if you don't seal the Torah, then it forever is going to be full of new instructions, and therefore you have to do it. But he gives another pshat. If something is perfect, how can you say that there'll be changes? Either or, when I write something and then I make changes later, so the assumption is the first time round there were chasronas in it, and therefore making changes. What do you say about Kaddish Baruch Hu? Why is there a first round and a second round? So if it's the Dovah Shalem, it's the Efsha that there should be Chasen Shlemus. In Betay Sefes or Bechisarin, Kimezek Hashove Ashutacha Shiva Minahu. It's like something, Mezek Hashove is an expression term which means um, when you have a specific item in the world, so it has an ideal combination of elements. Like, you know, you, you make X or Y material out of this, this, and this, and this. If it has the perfect balance of the elements that go into it, this, then, it's, it, then it can't change. In other words, if water has a certain um, percentage of oxygen and hydrogen, it's not changing. So, so um, if if Torah is sholem, it's not going to change. It's like when you have um, an exact balance of raw materials. So if you have hydrogen and oxygen in a certain proportion, if you're going to have one, you have, you have more or less, then it's missing. You're not going to have um, more water. You're going to be missing something. You're missing oxygen or hydrogen. So the word sadikim, the Rambam sort of is, is asking, what does the word tzaddikim mean? They're very, very, I mean, you're creating the concept of what a tzaddik is. What does the word tzaddik mean in this context? Um, you could say a person's maizim at tzaddikim because they're, they're doing what a Kashbar wants. But how do you say about the mitzvahs themselves, they're tzaddikim? So, he says, it's, it means they have the shivri. For Yadatashin, tzaddikim means shavim. The word tzaddik would mean perfectly balanced. Like when we say something is right. It, it's, it's, it's a type of avodas Hashem that has no struggles, no additions,
So the Ramam says that the mitzvahs are perfect, neither lacking nor in excess. Now, when we say a statement like that, that the mitzvahs are perfect, perfect what? I, I, you know, the, the word perfect doesn't mean anything um, unless I'm, I'm saying something uh, in a meaningful context. I can say this piece of wood is perfect. It doesn't mean anything. If I say it's perfect for a table because it's strong, it's thick, it's nice, so that then then I've said something. If I say it's perfect as as um, I don't know to, to for a boat, it's because it it, it, it keeps the water out or, or whatever. What what does it mean that the divertayrat sadikim and they're perfect and so on? So he says that the um, the the word over here perfect means it keeps the person perfectly aligned um, in his midos and his in, in in everything about the person. Now let's let's talk about this because this is going to discuss this. There there was a um, the Kuzari in his discussions with the Melach. A constant refrain is from coming from the Melech, from the Melech Akuzarim, that you know, if you guys are so spiritual and godly and so on as, as you claim to be, um, you should be a lot more ascetic and, and kind of, you know, withdrawing from life. To which the Kuzari keeps replying that the Torah's goal is to satisfy all requirements of a person. Kind of that's the flavor of it. It's it's there is no one avoda that is perfect. It's the entire complement of human faculties that they all find their place. So just like a person in this body has a tremendous mishkal um, mazan he. There are different parts to his body with different requirements and different balances. I need a certain amount of oxygen. I need a certain amount of uh, calories. I need a certain amount of protein. I need a certain amount of air and so on. These are all different items that I need to survive. And the, the shlemus is when I have all of these items uh, lined up in the right proportion. So, so Torah is perfect in the sense that it gives the person the correct balance of his um, a of his source Adam. So the person's the the the, 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 the con- emotional connection Hu, the um, intellectual connection Hu, the the doing things in this world, the, the the keeping yourself in check, all of the activities of Torah have this aim. To, to, to reach the appropriate balance of Torah. So when we say Torah is perfect and things of that nature, we are referring to this inyan, to the inyan of bringing about the shlemus in the person. And the shlemus in the person usually you know, is, is the appropriate amount of balance between the different kohos and nefesh. A person has intellect, a person has emotion, a person has anger, a person has stoicism, and like the Ram goes through it, and a person 
balances appropriately, that's what it's that's a perfection. We're not going to speak about time and mitzvahs and so on. You're going to get an appreciation for um, what that balance is. And that's why it says because it has the appropriate balance that makes the person function in a ruchnistic way at best. So when you tell a person Torah is perfect and is the best and so on, so you'll say, you know, I mean, if you're telling me to accept it on faith, I'm okay. But if you're telling me, trying to convince me, I I don't think I'm so perfect. So what is it? Avamisha Yachshev. Many, many people think Torah is very difficult, believe it or not. That people think it's very difficult and painful and, and, and so on. So they can say, well, where's the perfection over here? I'm doing it and I don't feel great for doing it. So I'll explain that for the it will see that for the people that are shalim, it is um, perfect. So let's give a very simple example. Um, a person's diet. So I serve a meal. I'm imagine I'm a great dietitian. I serve the quote unquote perfect meal. It has the exact amount of balance of all the nutrition a person needs and so on. And one person takes it and he, he he feels starved. It's not enough here to eat. Another person takes it and affects him negatively. He has an allergy and so on. So many people can be affected negatively by this, but it's because of a chisorn they have. Or for the person who feels he hasn't eaten enough, it's because he's gotten so used to gorging himself that he doesn't uh, he, he doesn't have a sense of what a balanced meal looks like. What, what So... When the Torah is perfect, the only person that will feel it is somebody that's fairly close to that madrega. And, and, and all these psukim that seem to say, well, what's the big deal? And the answer is, like the Gemara says by Moshe Beno, if you're holding there, if you if, if your appetite is a balanced appetite and your medical needs are very, very balanced, then of course this is a perfect meal. But not by people that are missing. The people who are bad people. So for those people, the fact that they that that there's a shafit that prevents them from doing what they want to do. The gambala taivits are kusim people have strong taivas. Also find the Torah difficult. Um, so, so stopping to go to 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 acting upon on your taiva and uh, refraining from taking things from other people are very difficult. They are very difficult if you're wired that way. Ve'ein lahakish kalas atayv kosher l'fitayvus kol ra. 
you can't, it's not appropriate that we should measure how easy Torah is by the people that are difficult. So imagine somebody gives a test, gives a class a test, and he tells them it's an easy class. And there's somebody in the classroom suffers from, I don't know, and Down syndrome, whatever it is, and he can't figure out has the tails out of it. Well, that's not the that's not the the testing ground. So Torah is a Torah that fits people that have already a, 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 a level of character. All the other um, books that purport to, to give over conduct of life, these are all generated by seichel, not by revelation. And Bemele, it falls far short of being able to give a, um, a, a correct balance of the different medias. It's, it, it's, it'll never happen. But we who have a revealed Torah have something that can, gives us um, the right sense of balance between the different cohorts. Ready, ready yeah. to say now that there's no mitzvahs of Eretz Yisrael and all the, and all the different mitzvahs that are not around anymore nowadays. Does that mean that you can't reach the level of Shlemus? Hundred percent. And this is one of the things that we miss. This is one of the things we mourn in the Churban. It. I always say that when Moshiach comes, we're going to be like Balachuva. Has Has anybody here ever been careful of Tumas and Tyrus? Has anyone brought a carbon? Has anyone had any idea? It's like you're going to walk in the base of Migdash. You're going to be like the Balachuva davening for Yomit. Like, hey, so you know, <laughs> like, where's the guy with the knife shechting the carbon? How do you get him over here? What do you do? Where do I stand? Where do I go? It's a, we don't have. So yes, we're missing our chelik nechbar So we are chaser. Exactly. This is one of the elements that we mourn in in the in not having Mr. Migdash. Okay. Good. Good Shabbos.